0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be across this great nation and around the basketball world. Welcome to Courtside Heat, the podcast, NBA Finals Edition. We are so excited to have you guys. Brand new listeners, welcome. Get back in the archives, jump into some of our older stuff. You're really going to enjoy it. Returning listeners, we appreciate our audience so very much you can hear us almost anywhere but specifically soundcloud youtube website instagram and all the goodies we're gonna be in nba finals breakdown mode but none of this is possible without the man the myth the legend the man that adrian wojanowski Woj, the putts wishes he could be the man of all things basketball, Josh. Josh, how are you, pal? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Uh, although there's a huge part of me today that was wishing we would be talking about a Game 7 coming up on Wednesday, but nonetheless, the 2019-2020 NBA season is in the books. And your winner is the Los Angeles Clip. Oh, no. Nature. <laughs> for the 17th time, more than the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Woo! He was 16 time World Heavyweight Champion, son. The Lakers, 17 time, one for Kobe. The Los Angeles Lakers are your NBA Finals Champions. What's your initial thoughts coming off? Just the series as a whole.
1: Series as a whole? To me, I saw it was pretty entertaining as things went. I know that he went down to nothing, but at least he made it interesting trying to make a comeback. At least we got people talking about trying for that heat, trying to force the Game 7. It was like Jimmy Bower's was a mama mentality trying to get through his NBA Finals. So, yeah, really exciting.
0: Yeah, so we're like, before we jump into the analysis... As always, in fact, it just it flew off the shelf this morning. Lebron Lebron James cards are going like wildfire right now. But as always, guys, we want to carry on the conversation post uh, podcast. In fact, if you got questions and you got things that you want to talk about, hit us on Twitter at Courtside Heat. You can find us on Instagram at Courtside Heat NBA on Parlor. Come on, Parlor people, it's just not for politicians. There's a lot of great basketball content happening by, well, us, on Parlor at Courtside Heat. Very awesome. And as mentioned, uh, the LeBron James stuff, the Lakers stuff is legit flying off the shelf. People can't get enough of it. Magic Johnson went this week.
1: What was the other thing that went with uh, Magic? Charles Barkley.
0: Yeah, Charles Barkley. A little old school happening. We got some little Bon James stuff from his Cleveland Cavalier days. We got tons of stuff. I don't know. We got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of items happening at courtsideheat.com slash store. Or uh, if you're more of a macari sort of guy, I get it. Nice and easy to remember. Courtsideheat.store. I think I actually gave the page wrong. I think it's courtsideheat.com slash shop. I think I said courtsideheat.com slash shop. Doesn't matter courtsideheat.com slash shop. And then for our Macari store, courtsideheat.store. So yeah, look, uh, Amazon Prime Day starts tomorrow. We're going to be doing some crazy stuff. We're going to be promoting through the social media. I'm sure Josh is going to have a stream of his Larry Legend figures, of all his starting lineup figures. Uh, We got rooms full of cards and pictures and autographs and all kinds of crazy stuff, courtsideheat.com slash shop, courtsideheat.store for everything Macari. Now, that being said, um, first, before we jump into the finals, let, let's, let's do a, a 30,000 foot analysis of the year. Next week, we're going to do more of an in-depth Year in review and really kind of give it a breakdown of the haves have-nots, who failed. Look, make no mistake about it. In the start, stop, start, stop, bubble. I I I don't want to call it a pandemic because it really wasn't a pandemic by numbers. People are just using that phrase, but uh, um, a kind of bad flu season. Um, Anyway. the Lakers are your champions, and there's something to be said for that. I'm not entirely sure that they're the best team in Los Angeles right now, right? But I think with the Lakers winning the title, and when I actually we'll, we'll, we'll jump to the NBA finals first, I think with the Lakers winning the title, I think the Heat uh, were remarkable in their resilience. Last night was just you if you were if you were playing. I don't know. I yeah. If you were playing Madden, and you can see the guy's energy and health like completely depleted, except you keep giving him the ball, trying to run, uh, like we did with Darren McFadden with the uh, with the Oakland Raiders, and we just like, like almost literally killed him. Anyway, um, they just had nothing left in the tank. I think, I think what we found out about Miami is this: they can play, they can win. They're one star short from really having something. Uh, uh, Bam is good. Bam uh, reminds me of The Matrix, Sean Marion. Just not quite the scorer that Sean Marion was. Or no, I'm going to take that back. He didn't remind me of Sean Marion. He reminds me more of a a Marty Stardemeyer. Uh, but without the scoring mentality of Amari. And I'm talking about Amari in his prime years. Um, yeah, he's just, he is a critical, vital role piece player, star, all star, but not superstar. And I don't think he's going to be a 25 point a night guy. And that's okay. But I think uh, from Mickey Loomis, the owner, Down to Pat Riley, the president, the head honcho, the man, and Spolstra, uh, they can be proud of their team's performance, but they're saying, "Man, where's our AD? You know, where where is our guy to pair with our superstar?" Make no mistake about it, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy buckets, is a warrior. Uh, He is not, you know, fluid. He's not sexy. He's not Jordan. He's not. You know, Grant Hill before the injuries. He's not D. Wade. He wasn't even Derrick Rose before the injuries. He's not Paul George. He's not Kawhi Leonard. He is a throwback basketball player who would have thrived in the 80s and early 90s. But make no mistake, from a 30,000-foot level looking down at the heat, they're one star away. They need that piece. And I know in our coming podcasts, we're going to break down a couple teams per podcast, where they're lacking, where they need to go, the holes they need to fill, trades, free agency, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, look, um, we're going to jump to the Lakers. We're going to give them all the due time and respect here in the world. Uh, wouldn't it be interesting if Pat Riley could pull off a trade for Chris Paul? Could you imagine? You know, and I know that people are going to say just re-sign uh, You know, you got Tyler Hero. You got the other dude. But... Um, you man a veteran that can slow down the game that can slow down Tyler hero uh, that can slow down bam that can slow down Jimmy. that's a facilitator who can hit a wide open three. real quick
1: uh you you heard what was happening to Danny green online. oh yeah, he got yeah, it was bad for him missing that shot. look here's the
0: deal um I saw an outkick dot com. Clay Travis, uh, Gary Sheffield Jr. over there wrote an article and said, don't feel bad for Danny Green. And Danny's a stud, man, in a sense that, you know, he took it in stride. He didn't fire back. Uh, Look, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is not a place where you can just, you know, threaten to kill somebody in their family because they missed a shot. I mean, you people need to get a life. You people need to get a clue. Social media should be a place, you know, when a guy when a guy falls, we should be lifting him him up in a big, big way. Um, so yeah, I mean it's kind of a I was kind of really disappointed on that end of things and you know. But what are your thoughts? You know, thirty thousand foot level, let's talk about the Miami Heat, then we're gonna we'll jump to the Lakers. I mean, what do you see?
1: I see the Lake I uh sorry, I see that the Heat have great potential. They've shown that they can hit hard like with the Lakers with all the teams that they were faced I think like what you're saying you will have to get another piece that's the only way Jimmy Butler actually thrive on his team I think once you in our piece I think then that he will be a ready NBA Finals champion
0: I mean I, I don't know about you
1: uh,
0: I was struck at how small Miami looked when you look at the size of of the lake, I mean, you look, you got AD. I mean, AD can hit an occasional three, right? I know he hit the game, a <laughs> game winner, the one night, and, and people are talking like, hey, why didn't you pass it to AD in the corner at, at game five and, and all of those different things? But I was struck at the size um, uh, of the Lakers versus the Heat. It seems to me that the Heat really lacks some real size, both in the perimeter and down low.
1: Yeah, they just need to get that one big man that's really tall that can grab the rebounds and just able to play physical in the paint, just get down and dirty. And I don't know who that would be. Now, one player that's been looming around the heat, frequency agency wise, was Giannis. Could Giannis be that big man they wanted? But even taking a step back, if you don't get Giannis, you would still need a big man, and I don't know who that big man would be
0: tough. Well, it's not even necessarily a big man because, you know, Anthony Davis, uh, although look, he's got a back to the basket game. There's no doubt about that. Um, I mean, look, uh, here's what struck me uh, uh, again. We're, we're, I mean, we're really diving into the minutiae here, of course, right? Uh, but <clears throat> what struck me in game five and four, probably four, was the amount of rebounds that the guards were getting. For the Lakers, I mean, it seemed like Rajon Rondo was always on the glass, and and it just, it, I don't know, it's like they're missing a Brooks Lopez, they're missing, uh, they're missing that guy, you know, that DeAndre Jordan, that um, that Al Horford. You know, I'm funny as bad as that contract is for the 76ers, and and he's being vastly overpaid. Uh, if I was Pat Riley, I think that. Um, yeah I, I think that I would also I'd be on the phone to somebody like horford see if the 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 sixers are willing to uh, you know eat a little bit of that eat a little bit of that contract because uh Horford uh, could be the type of gritty gutty one to kind of get them over but I was I was really you know Bam obviously the neck injury played a part of it uh, but Bam is gonna be a great player I don't know I was just I was left there saying great if you, if you shut down LeBron. Uh, you got to shut down AD, and who is that? You know, Andre Iguodala looked—he looked good at times on the defensive end. Uh, but look, um, uh, you, uh, Father Time is undefeated, and if uh, Iguodala wants to come back for one more year and he could play a role, play, I just wonder if under normal circumstances, non-bubble, would the Heat actually have come out of the East? Would the Celtics come out
1: of the East? What do you think? I don't know. It's tough. It, it hurts when there's no travel, when you can't go to another state to play, or you can't play in your hometown. That does affect. It also affects when there's no fans, because, well, mama adrenaline, all that stuff can stop a player. So I think that plays a big, important part in this. But I think it was certainly different atmosphere and everything in the NBA bubble because things were different. People, um, players were growing accustomed to this, so I think it was weirder having all these teams like thriving, like the Celtics or someone else, and are just making this run. But I think if it was in the regular right season, not so much.
0: Yeah, I mean it's interesting um, when when you start looking at the East and breaking it down and going into next year again. That's something we're going to do. It'll be super interesting to see what kind of team that the Nets are. Uh, but specifically, when I when I look at the Celtics and I'm thinking. Jason Tatum, big body, AD, or LeBron. You got Marcus Spart, you got Kemba Walker, you got Gordon Hayward. I don't know. I It would have been interesting, a healthy non-bubble Celtics. It would have been interesting to see what may have happened there. But look, let's jump to the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, look, 17th time, big deal. This team threw a lot this year, right?
1: Right, it was. Like the Lakers, Anthony Davis, LeBron, they all said they were dedicating this season, this trophy to Kobe Bryant when he tragically passed away in a helicopter accident um, a few months, like so many months ago. I believe like it was around February or something like that. Yeah, right in February. Yeah, that was sad. Then you can see that LeBron was struck by and after that he said, we're going to dedicate this season, whatever the cost is, whatever it takes to get a trophy for Kobe, we know Kobe's presence. Mom mentality is with
0: uh, us. They only lost one game in the mama jerseys, right? Right. I think game was, five. Yeah, I seen them yeah. four and one. Yeah, I mean, look, it's um, you. You look at this team. Uh, you look at the Lakers. You look at Anthony Davis. Um, there is a lot of health concerns when it comes to Anthony Davis. There's no question about it. And, and the funny part to this whole thing is, is this, over 82 games, over a full playoff series, with travel, would the Lakers physically have held up? Look, game six, it's all on the line. People are starting to doubt, is LeBron going to fold yet again? Right? Is he going to do it? What does the man do? He goes out and puts a triple-double up on him. He stuck his foot on their throat from the beginning of that game. I mean, what did, what did you see early on in Game 6?
1: Early on in Game 6, the, he were gassed, and LeBron took advantage. Every time he got the rebound, he would just go full speed to the air and back and forth. And you could tell early on that he were just out of it because they gave so much up in Game 5, Jimmy especially.
0: Yeah, what was the story about
1: Jimmy Butler after the game? He was so gassed. It was really hard for him to move. Like, it was hurting. Yeah, he could
0: barely walk. I mean, he literally had left it all on the court. I mean, and that's... I guess that's always been the frustration point about LeBron James is that uh, he could physically take over and um, win on a physical level almost every game. Uh, Now, he didn't put up... He didn't put up 50. He didn't have to put up 50. But... It, there was an air to him last night that he was simply wasn't going to lose, that he's able to dominate a game without having to staff uh, or stuff the stat sheet. Look, today is the day to talk about is he, is he the GOAT. He's not the GOAT. We've, we've talked about that. We're going to break that down even more in the coming weeks because it's just from an optics perspective, from a statistics perspective, from every perspective, it's not the case – but let's look. Here's the deal. Uh, let's not take away from the fact he's a four-time NBA champ. Yep, he's lost a bunch. But you know what? He may have lost a bunch. He still got there. Now people will contend that, hey, you know, the East was weak. Yeah, no doubt. You know, when he was having some dominating years in the East, the East were the, – the Celtics weren't the Celtics. The Pistons were mar- – I mean, the teams just weren't good. Right, I mean, the East has always been weak. The East is going to be a little bit different this upcoming, you know, this upcoming season. Again, uh, providing a part that we have a full season, I think it's going to be interesting. But look, uh, he dominated. I, I, you know, I, I know people are going to hate on me for this, and and you can hate on us at Courtside Heat on Twitter. Um, when you look at the value, this is an interesting question for you. What is the bigger what what is the bigger difference between Anthony Davis and Kevin Love?
1: Well, Why was the biggest difference? I that's a tough one because when the even in NBA finals with Kevin Love and LeBron, Kevin Love was always there. He was always the sideman of LeBron James always getting in there. I think the main difference would be with Anthony Davis and Kevin Love. Anthony Davis was more versatile to take those mid-range shots, take those frees, and was more open.
0: No, 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 no. Kevin Love is a superior long-range shooter. I mean, look, Anthony Davis is physically gifted, first and foremost. I mean, he is physically just a gifted athlete. But I find it interesting because when when you look at LeBron, How does LeBron thrive? Uh, LeBron got rid of a swing man in Andrew Wiggins. And oh, what kind of a different career Andrew Wiggins could be having if he had played alongside LeBron James. Look, he's a mass contract player. I get all that. He's making more money than he'll ever spend in his lifetime. I get all that. I'm talking about pure ball perspective. And I'm not saying that Kevin Love and Anthony Davis are the same player. I think most people would agree that Anthony Davis on paper or by looking, seems like a better basketball player. Maybe. But Kevin Love is a double-double machine. I mean, he was getting 20 rebounds in Minnesota when nobody else was doing it in the league. I mean, he was a 20-20 guy for heaven's sake. So I mean, I see it with LeBron. He he needs that guy that can play back to the basket, that will get the rebound, that can hit the open shot, that's a big man. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, everybody can talk about what they want. But they, he knows what he needs uh, to be successful. And look, uh, here's another guy that I don't think anybody was talking about is Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo, as a vet, right, won a championship with the Celtics, as we all know, and and all that. Rajon Rondo was instrumental and critical for the success of the Lakers in the bubble this run. There's another guy that benefited from not having to go through. Uh, a full season. Um, and that LeBron being the uh, the finals MVP, no brainer.
1: Yeah, we all knew that he was going to win that. It actually came out, uh, he anonymously won 11 0 for the. NBA. Unanimously.
0: Not yeah. anonymously. Yeah. That means, you know, they don't know.
1: Yeah, unanimously to where he won 11 0. So we all knew he was going to win. And i mean, think saying it's rightly deserved.
0: Yeah, I think it is rightly deserved. And look, you know, he's playing alongside the Defensive Player of the Year right now question is are they a piece short now you may just say wait a minute, what are you talking about they just won the nba title this was a different year man Um, there's a bit of an asterisk to this title there's a big difference when you don't go through the 82 game grind and the travel grind and all that i'm not saying they're not deserving i'm just saying there's a bit of an asterisk next to this one i still think they're a player away i really do from uh, dominating the West. The West is no joke. Utah is solid. Houston is solid. Minnesota, who knows? Right? The Clippers, unbelievably solid. The Phoenix Suns, up and coming. What's the Warriors gonna do? It's gonna be no joke to see what may or may not come out of the West. They gotta add pieces. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure Rob Palinka is on the phone. Tomorrow, looking what is it that we got to do? Our window of opportunity to win multiple championships with LeBron is going to close and close rather quickly. Um, but yeah, it's it was weird. Well, I mean, like, how did you overall from when the playoffs started? Forget about you know all the social stuff and uh, the the Justice Warrior stuff. Forget all of that. Just from a basketball perspective, like, what was
1: your what was your overall uh, feel and takeaway from that? At the beginning of the pause overall, it was interesting because with the playoffs, it was interesting from perspective because there was no fans. I know they tried doing it screens and everything, but it was interesting how the players played, how everything was flowing, and it was interesting in the beginning because as you're going through...
0: Was there really a compelling series, though? Like, was there a series that kind of... Like, I'm trying to remember a game or a series where I was, like, at the edge of my seat. I Maybe I missed it. Maybe I didn't no, see it. No,
1: I didn't see one. Okay, to be blunt, it was kind of borderline interesting, but could be also boring at the same time. Cause what was that one game? Even with the um, Nuggets coming back against the Clippers. Okay, that drew some interest, but not a lot. I think a part
0: of it is not having fans there because it felt like you were down at the YMCA. Or your local rec center watching basketball, and I'm just happy to watch basketball. Don't get me wrong, but man, you know when you when you can't hear the Heat fans in unisons, you know chanting "Beat LA, Beat LA," that whole thing, or the LA fans doing, you know "Jimmy, Jimmy," you know that whole thing. I mean, I, there's a certain ambiance. It's kind of taken away. That I mean, again, I'm, look, this this was a rough, rough season in total for the nba from the loss of kobe right and that just like stopped the nba world dead in its tracks to covid to the social justice warriors to the tanking ratings um this is people are going to say well the lakers showed perseverance yeah maybe maybe that's the case I, i i don't know um There could be some LeBron fatigue. I know this is hard for people to believe, but back in the 90s, there was a Jordan fatigue. Just like in the NFL, there's a Patriot fatigue. I'm sure that the NBA, and of course his outspoken nature and the goofy, stupid things that he says off the court play into a lot of people hating him uh, because he doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. Um, But I think there's a little bit of LeBron fatigue. Is this? uh, You know, he didn't make the finals last year. He made eight straight, that got snapped last year, right?
1: Oh yeah, because last year was Toronto against Golden State where Toronto won. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Uh, I want to go back real quick on the fans and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching last night's game, it was pretty sad. From the thing, like it wasn't interesting because like when you're going for the game, having no fans there, it made like a regular NBA game. And even at the end, like when I was celebrating. It felt awkward. It felt weird, and it was just out of place. It, it does. And
0: look, I feel bad for those guys that you know, all those guys on on that Lakers team that worked and grinded and, and did all that. You know, that's supposed to be, um, you know, that the most special, the most special moment of their career. And look, you know, you're going to get the ring. You're going to get all these things, and and that's going to be that's going to be pretty special. But yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I'll tell you what. Uh, first of all, uh, Dwight Howard getting a ring. Yeah. Dwight Howard getting a ring. Is that his first? Yeah, it is yeah. his first. Uh, this team is an interesting team. I'm actually taking a look at it. Uh, can you believe that JaVale McGee has hung on uh, to so many winning teams, even though he's a bum? Um, he has more NBA championships than Hakeem Elijah won. Uh, Than Will Chamberlain, it's, so it's it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, Marquise Morris, nobody cares. Uh, KCP man, KCP was it game five where he was on fire, like nobody could stop him.
1: Yeah, I believe it was game five. Every free point was his. He was just in flow.
0: I mean, Jr. Smith. I mean, look, Jr. Smith is what Jr. Smith. He's LeBron's buddy. Uh, he provides no value to this team whatsoever. Kyle Kuzma, uh, his series was interesting. I, I can't remember something uh, huge that he did. No, Siri, I don't need you for any reason. Um, I, I can't remember. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is going to be a special player. I, I still sincerely believe that. He didn't have a big finals. AD was AD. Danny Green, you know, Danny Green, uh, San Antonio Spur Danny Green was a really good Danny Green. This Danny Green,
1: I don't know. I don't He's know. more like a lagging three point shooter. And yeah, even best. now like when he gets not even talking about like when he messed up the game five game winner. I'm just talking about overall. He missed a lot of um, good open threes. Yeah, that's
0: that's jump shooters though, man. I mean that's you know, it's it's easy to pick on a guy when he when he misses a shot and Danny Green's an easy target and all that, but Jordan missed a lot of game winners. Larry missed a lot of game winners. Magic missed a lot of game winners, so on and so forth. Uh, that was his John Paxson moment, though. You know, LeBron drives it to the hole just as Jordan would, uh, kicking it out uh, to Paxson just like Jordan did against the Suns. That was, that was Danny Green's John Paxson moment. He came up short, though, but that's okay. You know, Danny Green, multiple time NBA champion. Uh, this was. Again, we don't, we don't want to have the go conversation today, you know. I don't I don't think it's necessary. This is to celebrate. Look, Genie Bus deserves this championship, and the Bus family. Uh, the Lakers went through a lot of challenging years in the post Kobe era. You know, people forget that you know Genie. You know, Dr. Jerry Bus, right? Who 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 owned the Lakers? He passed on. His son was trying to you know wedge Genie out. Uh, had the split from Phil Jackson right and then uh the magic hiring and quitting was an absolute debacle they couldn't get people to sign in la see people forget right people forget how not good this team was that at one point the knicks and the lakers and still the Knicks could not attract for and so Uh, Here's what everybody has to understand. And everybody's excited for the Lakers today, the Lakers tradition, the dynasty. Uh, The truth of the matter is LeBron, with his outside business interest, his Hollywood interest, his business interest, which is great, he wanted to be in L.A. He didn't need to have Magic Johnson say something to him. He chose the Lakers. There was no pitch. There wasn't anything there to say. That was the destination because of the other interest being in a huge market. He had never really been in a huge market. So you could say the Lakers are back. The Lakers are back because LeBron James picked you. And because LeBron James picked you, AD wanted to come. And since AD wanted to come because LeBron couldn't win it without him, now they're NBA champions. That's a big deal. And that's something for all you Laker nuts out there. Oh, Lakers are back. Lake Show's back. Lake Show's not back. The Lake show is back because LeBron wanted to be in LA, and he wanted to be. And he wanted to be the secondary team in LA, like the Clippers. Clippers are always going to be the weak little sister to the Lakers. It doesn't matter, right? But everybody has got this short-term memory issue of how bad the Lakers were before the arrival of LeBron.
1: Yeah, because the last time the uh, Lakers were in the NBA finals was 2010. That was the last time. It's been a decade. That was the actual last time.
0: Now, for most franchises, okay, that's just a normal course of of operating things, right? But when you are the, in my opinion, the preeminent brand in the NBA, I don't know. I know Celtics fans may argue and Knicks fans may argue, but there's no bigger, more important brand in the NBA than the Lakers. Now it may be a dynasty New York Knicks team. <laughs> We're probably never going to see that, right? And so, um, so it is important in a lot of ways because if this was, you know, uh, Utah or Denver versus Miami, uh, there may have been, you know, a million people watching these games. And so uh, there was, I'm sure there was a bunch of people watching last night because they want to see either LeBron lose or the Lakers win. And Um, You know, it was kind of a – I mean, when you're down 32, Hmm. Josh and I were trying to come up with interesting ways that uh, the Miami Heat could get back into the game. and You just wanted to run. You just wanted to see them make a run, make it interesting. And, look, they made a – look, they could have folded their tent in game five and just went home. They could have. Uh, But they – you know, Jimmy Butler put up a Herculean effort uh, that kept him in that. But – there would have been no disrespect to anybody given with Bam hurt, Drogic hurt. Although, I think your point, what was your point about Drogic? Because I think this is an important point, and I think it's one that most of the putzes in mainstream media aren't talking about.
1: Well, go, um, what I was talking to you last night about my point was that they messed up. They were trying to have Drogic back for game six, and it messed up everything. Like the Heat, Jimmy Bower, Bam all about everybody on that team. Was already so. Was already getting accustomed to running with offensive ball of So with him back on the court, he didn't look good. He was missing shots because he'd never taken a shot since playing half of a first game in the series. Yeah, I
0: I think no. I and I didn't really give it much thought until you brought it up. I think they killed their chemistry. They killed the flow. That's not to say that last night would have been any different. It may not have been different, but uh, because the, the first thing, the very first thing you said to me was. Uh, there's just nothing out of these guys there's there's no motion there's no hustle there's no that that fast-paced tempo with the heat it was just like it was like the lakers came on the court and the heat were like yeah we got ours last game this is all yours you know sort of thing
1: yeah because thing was i knew it was over when they started missing these good contested hook like hook shots like when they were driving to the hole they had a great shot and it just never went in
0: yeah, man. I mean, look, I again, I'm, I'm happy that the NBA season happened. Uh, I'm happy that we have a champion. I'm happy there's not this hole in history. I'm happy for the Lakers organization. Uh, in a sense, I'm happy for LeBron, the basketball player. Um, that's a big accomplishment. And, and you know, it. it, it we'll talk about, you know what, we're going to have a podcast all about LeBron in the coming weeks and really kind of break down this you know, this this person, you know, the very first thing out of his mouth was, you know, I want my damn respect. And it's kind of funny. Uh, I'll just say this. Jordan never had to say that he was the best because people already said it. LeBron, or Jordan didn't have to ask for respect because it was already given. There's a reason why he keeps asking for it, demanding it and wanting it. And, and he's trying to write his own narrative or his place in history. And, and I don't think it's warranted. Because remember, he's playing in the Staples Center, the house that Kobe, Magic, Wilt, and Kareem built. I'm not even sure he's in the top five Lakers. So, again, that's a conversation uh, completely for another day. But basketball's in the books, man. And we got lots to talk about. Courtside Heat, the podcast, ain't going nowhere.
1: Nowhere. I, I know I'm so happy this 2020 NBA season, 2019 2020 NBA season is over because I just want fans back into the because I couldn't take the NBA bubble. Like during the pause, I was dying as a fan, like watching from home. But I'm happy that we were able to have basketball back. It was nice. I'm just ready for the next basketball season.
0: I'm telling you, people were more excited about the Phoenix Suns' eight game run
1: leading into the playoffs than they were about anything that happened in the playoffs. Yeah, because you had. Everybody on social media, anywhere, talking about And the the Twitter
0: game of the Phoenix Suns (laughs) handle was stupid. But that's what I'm talking about, guys. So, look, the Lake Show, congratulations. Frank Vogel, J-Kid, former Phoenix Suns, congratulations to you, pal. I know you won a championship in Dallas. This is your first one to coach. I hope you get a head coaching gig soon. J-Kid, I absolutely love you, man. Congratulations to that staff. The team, Genie Bus, the whole organization. Uh, I hope I hope uh, Kobe's wife and kids are totally stoked. As uh, a little something special like the mamba was down there on an angel on that court, you know, playing with those guys. That's pretty cool. That's a special thing. But let me tell you something. Basketball is 24-7, 365. There is no offseason. We got the draft. We got free agencies. We got coaches hiring. We got so much stuff happening. Who's in, who's out, who's hot, who's not, who's real, what's gonna be happening, and that's all gonna be on the next podcast episode. We got a great lineup coming for you. Any last words that you want to give the plebs about the 2020 season? The
1: 2020 season was interesting with all the stops and with all the starts and stops, but listen, the NBA um Silver, he did his job, he pushed through. With everything between COVID and the other stuff going on, in the NBA bubble, look, they just did a great job. They pushed, fruited, made it the best they could. Teams tried, players tried, and overall, I think they made it. To, um, I think they made it very well. I think they made it pretty exciting for some fans, with all the difficulties. I think this was really exciting NBA bubble, and the uniqueness was amazing. So I think with the Lakers winning, I think this is the perfect way to go out. Yeah, you know. Uh, It's an
0: interesting point that you bring up, Um, Adam Silver. uh, We're going to do a thing on Adam Silver coming up. Adam Silver has acquiesced far too much to the players. But when you look at what Adam Silver has had to deal with since taking over for David Stern, starting with the, uh, what was his name, Uh, Sterling uh, and the Clippers, and, and everything that came out about him and the for sale and all this other kind of stuff. This man has had to deal with a lot. I am not an Adam Silver fan. Not any level. Uh, I mean, he's just, I think he's the worst commissioner in professional sports. And that includes Gary Bettman in the NHL. And that's hard to believe. Uh, but we're going to do a podcast on him. So, guys, this is, we got some really cool stuff coming up. You know, what is it going to look like? Will fans be back? What's the NBA season going to look like next year? When are they going to start? When are some of these head coaches' go, hiring going to be filled? Right? When is the draft combine going to take place? Is there going to be a Vegas league? Who's going where? How? When? What? And why? There's so much stuff. Plus, we're going to do um, uh, we're going to do probably two teams at a time. Cover their current roster, cover the salary cap, and then we're going to tell you what it is that they need to do your team to make it to the NBA playoffs or the NBA Finals next year. If they listen to us and our predictions sure to go wrong, Josh is going to tell you all the things that need to happen that won't, and your team will epically fail. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. But, no, we're going to break all that down. Um, lots of really cool stuff coming up. Any final words that you wanna say before we before I tell the plebs a couple important things?
1: Um, all I wanna say is just congrats to the Lakers. Yes. Frank Vogel did amazing. Yes, yes. Uh LeBron, congrats on your fourth championship. I wish there was a, I wish there was an audience, I wish there were fan fans in the crowd, because I believe the Lakers would have did something pretty incredible for Mamba.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right on with that, man. That's actually, that's, that's a great point. I think the post game tributes, the celebration with all the fans there, the confetti flying Mamba's jerseys up, uh, you know, in the rafters and they're doing all that. That is a great call on your part, dude. And so unfortunately Kobe missed out, but you know what? Kobe would have done the same thing. He'd have grinded through the bubble, man, and he would have willed this team uh, to victory this season. Look, congratulations, Lake Show. And if anybody out there that, oh, Frank Vogel was just along for the ride, you're crazy because when you got to manage egos the size of LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Rajon Rondo, <laughs> if you think that's easy, go ask Phil Jackson, right? Go ask Eric Spolster. It's not. These guys are egomaniacs, so – Frank Vogel, Jay Kidd, that entire staff did great. Man, I'm so happy for the Lakers organization. Guys, Amazon Prime Day starts tomorrow. What does that mean? Is that courtside heat Prime Day start tomorrow? That's right. I'm putting Josh on the spot. I'm hoping every hour on social media for 48 hours he offers a new product. Are you in? Yes. 48 for this. So starting tomorrow. 6 a.m. There will be a new product at twitter.com slash courtsideheat, on instagram.com slash nba on parlor.com slash courtsideheat, on YouTube. Well, he won't do it on YouTube. And then the store at Macari, courtsideheat.store. Then you can find everything there. Look, Black Friday is here. The holidays are almost here. Before you start stuffing your pie hole with all the turkey and the fixins and everything else, get your shopping done for that sports fan in your life. But they love hoops. We got it. We even got a six set of Pokemon cards that nobody's got. That Josh has offering out there. We got books. We got DVDs. We got VHS. We got it all. CourtsideHeat.store. Courtsideheat/, CourtsideHeat.com/shop. CourtsideHeat.com/shop. Man, uh, the NBA finals are are behind us. Good stuff, my brother. I enjoy talking about the playoffs with you. And, guys, this is either the third or fourth week in a row that we delivered on time, and we're going to be on time. This time next week, we're going to have an announcement about iTunes, Stitcher, and all of these amazing places. Can't wait to share that with you guys as we reach a bigger audience, a broader audience. We love you guys. We love sharing these stories with you. This was all about the NBA Finals, more specifically, games five and six. Congratulations, Lake Show. I would say, um, are you going to Disneyland? But the fact is, you're leaving there and you probably want to get out of there, and I don't blame you. Until next week, same bad time, same bad place, same basketball boy. This has been the courtsideheat.com podcast. We'll see you on the other side.